This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Andy Braithwaite. This episode features Walter Johnson, the CEO of supplier Acme United. I spoke with Walter shortly after the publication of Acme's first quarter 2021 results, and I was especially interested in some comments he had made during the earnings conference call about steep declines with customers in the office supplies channel. Yeah, Walter, firstly, congratulations on another another strong set of quarterly results, which you reported earlier this week, and highlights of those earnings and some information from the conference call can be found on a story on opi.net and on the OPI magazine app. Today, I well, really just thank wanted- you, Andy. Um, it's been uh, really a remarkable run with 11 straight years of record sales and performance. But of course, that's history. And as we're looking <laughs> forward, I'm sure you'll be asking me some things that maybe I can share as to how we hope to continue to do that. Yeah, sure. Really today, I wanted to focus on one point that you you made during the conference call on Monday. And on the one hand, you were saying that Acme, you're hitting on all fronts, which is great. And then a slight caveat to that is you called out that with three groups of customers, the office supply superstores, the office products wholesalers, and the independent dealers, you actually saw sales decline year on year compared to 2020. So I was just wondering whether you can give a bit more colour to to those customer groups and perhaps explain why why those sales declined with that with those particular customers. So in the US, I'll, I'll speak first, and and there where we closed uh, offices in most of the United States in the middle of March. Basically, there was nobody working in the office, mm-hmm. and we all know that, and. So people started to work at home and buy supplies, but they weren't buying them from the suppliers of the products uh, that traditionally supplied the office. Mm. So if we looked at the groups that were down, the least down, the best performers of the down were the dealers, the independent dealers. And they were down about 21% for our company, um, which is a big number. Um, but the wholesalers were down about 22% and that sort of correlates and the office superstores were down 26%. Um, and as we looked at that, um, it made sense to us because the dealers were the ones that had the highest touch and independent businessmen, probably many of them figuring out how to take our products and move them online and move them in other directions. Um, And I think the office superstores became only a place of convenience for shopping, which meant not the normal deliveries, but if I needed a file box, which I did, um, I went to one of the superstores and bought one of their private brand ones that fell apart. Um, But it was what I did. Um, short of that, I haven't been in the superstores. 
Okay, that superstore number is interesting because when you look at their results overall, the retail part didn't do didn't do too badly, but perhaps just not really in the product groups that you were you were selling them. Then is that is that it? Um, I really can only speak about um, our um, first aid and safety and our uh, uh, scissors and rulers and box openers. All of those items were down in aggregate about twenty six percent in the superstores. Okay. When you look at those products and how they performed in other sales channels, how did they differ? I'm just trying to get a sense whether is, is it a product category general decline or is it really with these specific customer groups where you saw the declines? Oh, it was clearly just in these uh, this customer group. Um, as an example, here's one of the best selling scissors in the world. It's um, our... Uh, titanium uh, non-stick scissors, the Westcott's. Um, we sold millions and millions and millions of those at other sites, uh, whether that was um, Amazon or whether that was Walmart or walmart.com or uh, many other places. But these were not being sold in, um, in the same volumes that they had been in the uh, office channel. And clearly we had a record year with these items. Mm. So, the, the buying patterns shifted and we supplied that buying pattern. Okay. So challenges with these customers to cater to the work from home market. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. From a supplier perspective, like, like Acme, what, what do you think that these office customers could or should be doing differently to to win more business and grow revenues? Well, let me start with the superstores. Um, the one or two times that I have been in them in the past uh, year, um, there were very few people. It was sort of dirty. Um, and they had a broad range of things, um, snacks as an example, and cleaning supplies, but nobody was there. The activity was very, very low. And the people at the checkout were pleasant, but pretty much indifferent. Mm. Uh, and in one of the superstores that I did not go into, but I heard about, some of the lights were out. And that was perhaps a cost savings, but it's not a good, vibrant shopping experience. Mm. Um, I would do things differently. I mean, I, I, and I think what the dealers do well is high touch. They know the products, they know them well, they hustle, they handhold, they, it's a consultative sale. None of that happens in my experience with the office superstores. Um, and to me, that channel is increasingly irrelevant. Um, and I wouldn't say that about dealers. Mm. And I wouldn't say that about the areas where the superstores are acquiring dealers and the wholesalers are. Because that, in theory, is high touch, and, and that is True. A, a loyalty with customers and, and, and real value added. But the stores are, have appeared to me to have um, lost their way. Interesting. I, I was speaking to someone recently from, from Staples in the US. They've just announced this Staples Connect rebranding, I and mean, they've got high hopes for their stores, and I'm sure they'd be disappointed to hear, hear some of your comments. So you, we'll see how that evolves. Well, I hope they succeed. 
because we want our customers to be successful. But if you don't tell your customers what's wrong, then whose fault is that? Mm. We want them to succeed. If they don't listen, well, then that's a, a management decision they made. Mm. Okay. Looking ahead to the rest of the year, I think offices are beginning to open again in the US and looking ahead, people are looking at the third quarter, possibly September is when people will be largely going, going back to their offices. Does that make you more optimistic about the office channel uh, looking ahead? Absolutely. I, um, I think there is incredible um, enthusiasm for getting back into the office. Uh, in Acme's case, we've begun to gradually work back in the office. I work in the office one day a week now. Um, and we enjoy being able to be talking about new products and customer presentations and, and, and mm. the buzz and activity of being together. Um, and if you were to look at that in a more concentrated way by September, I think there's going to be a, a lot of um, buying activity. Uh, for example, within our office, we're now buying new snacks, we're buying new paper goods, we're buying a lot of new supplies. Uh, we're restocking um, the, the, the kitchen with coffee. Yeah. Um, all these things we threw out from uh, pre-pandemic. And um, even supplies. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I look at my computer and I want a new one. It's it's a year old, it's a couple of yeah. years old now. Yeah. And, and so we are, I see that as a, a very, very exciting um, sure. time. Yeah, looks like there could be some pent up demand there in, in the coming months. And you mentioned snacks and stuff. I think break room is going to be a be a very big category. I mean, it was yeah. it was a few years ago. Obviously, that was one of the ones that suffered most from from the COVID and the office closures. So certainly, that's going to be an interesting category for for the office reseller channel in, in the too. coming months. Yeah. 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 I see a lot of uh, problems though, Andy, and I see them with um, inflation, mm. not a little inflation. Everywhere we're looking in our supply chain as either we're manufacturing our products with in various raw materials, or in some cases we're buying uh, finished goods, but pricing pressure, mm. currency pressure, of course the shipping uh, problems, yeah. Yeah. are so deep right now, it's not a quick fix. Mm. Um, I just read that Hapog Lloyd is building hundreds of thousands of new containers because they're so out of um, sync, but that'll sure. take time yeah. to, to get yeah. into the, the channel. Okay. Um, and I think with interest rates rising, if what I'm saying translates into interest rates, and I cannot imagine why it wouldn't, well then, We've got supply issues, price issues, and financing issues. And um, we've got to pay attention to that. And I think the dealers and the wholesalers, superstores, all that group needs to be addressing the macro because if they play it properly, if they can keep their costs down, if they can have the inventory in stock, mm. um, they'll be ahead of the game. Okay. I, I know for a fact that that's something that you've been working on over the past year. You've got an, a buildup of inventory there just for these kind of you know, supply chain disruptions, haven't you? So our Westcott business, and I'll share a, something that is not widely known, um, was up 40% in the first quarter. Mm. 
we could not grow at that pace and gain that kind of share of selling cutting tools without having the stock. Mm -hmm. And we made it a point that even though we don't know what we could have, if we don't have the stock, we can't sell it. And in the first quarter, it came in very, very clear that the decision was correct. Have the inventory and the demand was far more than we forecast. Yeah. Okay. That's sometimes a nice problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, but yeah. if you don't have the inventory, yeah. you're, you're self-fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Last last question, Walter. We've got the prospect of you know, a big merger in, in the US. Well, at least that's being being looked at very seriously. You know, when, when you look at, for example, if the Staples and Office Depot retail chains came together, what would that mean for Acme? Would that be a big deal for you? I mean, you've just said they're becoming more ir- irrelevant as, well, as a customer. They are. They are. Um, they would become one of our top six customers. Okay. So yeah. it would be an important customer. It wouldn't be a, a, a make-break kind of customer. Yeah. Um, I think that um, the pressures to generate. Uh, earnings and, and 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 to turn the particularly the stores into vibrant entities mm. uh, is going to require capital, and mm. I hope um, that um, Sycamore uh, puts the capital in behind Staples to make that occur. Mm. As I said, I, you want your customers to be successful, sure. but you cannot sugarcoat. I don't believe that the current customer buying experience in those stores. Is close to abysmal, yeah. And there's work for them to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know Staples have a handful of stores. I think in the Boston market, which have been revamped, and they they look nice. Yeah. But obviously, that's just a yeah, a small amount of their one thousand or, or so stores oh, across if, the nation. If, if the new footprints are working, they can roll it out. Mm. It takes time, yeah. But they'll have to. If they did the merger, they'd have to weed out. I'm going to guess 30% of the stores. It's a big number. And hopefully the ones that remain, they can put the capital in and get them to be a a proper buying experience. Okay, good. All right, Walter, thank you very much for talking to me today and uh, good luck for the rest of the year. Thank you so much, Andy. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.